Hello everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the One Man Low Council and to episode 218 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast. Yes, indeed, this is uploaded as a podcast. Thank you to everyone that listens on all major podcasting platforms. And a shout out to Toaf Morris, who is a monthly contributor over on Anchor.fm. Shout out to you, good sir. So if you're listening to this, thank you once again for the support. And again, you can find links to the podcast and many other places in the links of the description below. How is everyone doing this evening, though? Happy Tuesday, everyone. It has been uh, some crazy days, some crazy things happening in the world around us, but nothing crazier than the box office and just how poorly major studios in the West are doing when it comes to the box office. I I did some box office breakdown uh, the other day. Insanely enough, my video dropped around like 10 p.m. last night, and I ended up getting more views than I typically get when I drop it, like, in the afternoon. So, maybe that's what I need to start doing, is just releasing my videos late at night. I guess it's because it's good for the, the West Coast people. I don't know. I've never actually looked to see what the breakdown is as far as where my subscribers live. I wonder if a lot of them are in that West Coast time or even Mountain Time. And so, having it released around 10 p.m. is just better time for them, more of a prime time slot. I honestly don't know. Uh, but anyway, thank you all very much for being here. Always great to see everyone in the chat. We got Captain Dean Heiss over on DLive. Thank you very much for being here. Good, sir. Always glad to see you in the DLive fam. Let's see who's in the YouTube chat. Heimdall is live. Don't worry. I made sure that that was going before things got started completely. I'm getting notifications galore going on, just making sure everything is okay. Indeed, everything is. We got Bryant Barth, who is here first, as usual. And he says, have you heard of the films from Sam uh, Peckinpah? Uh, I hadn't until I saw that question. I did, a, I did a quick search on Wikipedia, and the only film that I've ever heard of from him is The Wild Bunch, which I have not seen. Waiting for Nadronic Laura, how is it going, Laura? She is one of the chosen of Valhalla. And speaking of which, if you want to see a really fun stream, seriously, it was a complete blast. Go check out the last episode. It was from Sunday. It was episode 217. I had the Chosen of Valhalla on. We talked about so many fun things. It was just a blast. Nothing, I think, was able to beat, though, the K-Man. The K-Man! And his recommendation of a film called Kung Fury, which is apparently on YouTube. It's about 30 minutes. I have not watched it yet, but I have it down on my list because I want to watch it. And, oh boy... Just go ahead and just search for that movie. Search for a brief description. It came. Out, it came back. Not. It came out not too long ago, um, and and you'll thank me later. And if you want to have an even better time with it, go watch that segment of the show. To be perfectly honest, I'm very much considering trying to cut up Sunday's episode and release a couple of those parts as videos because man, oh man, uh, that discussion especially was a ton of fun. Uh, so again, shout out to ZK Man for making that recommendation of, once again, Kung Fury, which is available on YouTube. All right, we got Cobra Viper 999 in the chat. Hail to you. Glad to see you here. Thank you, as always. We got JKDBuck76, who is a member, and he says, I watched Kung Fury again last night. Well, there it is. There it is, Kung Fury. It is taking the, <laughs> it's taking the world of Asgard by storm. And I, of course, still need to watch it. 
Thirteenth Warrior, who is a member, says, I watched the last of the Mohicans again for the first time in years. I need to reread Deerslayer and the rest of the Leatherstockings pentology. Oh, I had no idea. Is the last of the Mohicans, I, I figure it's based off a novel. I didn't realize that it was a part of a series of novels. I've actually, a <clears throat> uh, little, little confession time. I've actually never seen The Last of the Mohicans. Um, I want to say I owned it on DVD at one point, and I, I may have given it away. Again, it's been on my radar for a very long time, but I've not actually watched it myself. Yes, I know. I'm a terrible person, and that's why I don't have the movie blog technically anymore, because <laughs> now they still will hold, they'll still hold it against me. They're like, you have a movie blog. Well, technically, I have a review channel, and yes, I'm supposed to review movies, but... Anyway, so that that's definitely one that I need to uh, to watch. But that that's one that one's been on my radar for a long time. All right, your Muslim uncle, welcome to the chat. Glad to see you here as always. We got Balan the Hobbit hair to you, Balan the Hobbit. Thank you for being here. Orange Eye Reviews as a member says, "Hey Odin, movie talk tonight. What did you think of G uh, Godzilla versus Kong trailer? I know you were not that interested, but the close up of Kong's face in one scene almost looked like a real gorilla. Very good CGI shot. Yeah, I think it's like you have to take that balance because you have a shot like that that looks really good, but then all the wide shots just look like a giant CGI mess." And obviously, I know that I'm more of a CGI snob than other people, but I just I look at it and I think to myself, ah, something. To be honest, I think it would be really cool with the technology that we have nowadays. Imagine if they were able to make something work with a practical effect film, right? Imagine what they could do with miniature sets, right? That's a very lost art. Imagine how you would be able to get so much more detail on a suit. Lord knows that there's new camera technologies. And I mean, something that my wife and I have been doing, I actually, um, I got my wife to watch The Mandalorian and she was very much a big fan. I got her in because of course of Baby Yoda. She thinks Baby Yoda's adorable. And she actually really enjoyed the series so much so. And really we actually, throughout the series, she had a lot of questions because she has not really ever, you know, dove fully into the Star Wars universe. And so she's only seen the movies really one time all the way through. So her knowledge of it is very limited. So there were a couple of times she was like, hey, who is this? How does this fit in with the overall timeline? And so eventually at one point, like I pull up the timeline of Star Wars and she's like, I'm kind of intrigued by this. She's always been much more of a Star Trek person. She's a huge Star Trek fan. She's actually currently watching, um, Oh, was it Voyager? She's watching Star Trek Voyager right now. She's in like season five or six. She's been watching it because she loves it so much. Um, so she's been a Star Trek nerd for a very long time. And so we actually just started last night the fandom, the Phantom Menace. I keep wanting to say the Phantom Menace. We actually started the Phantom Menace last night. And we plan to go through in chronological order. So we're going to watch Phantom Menace. We're then going to go Clone War. I mean, we're going to go Attack of the Clones. And then we're going to watch the entire Clone Wars series. And we're going to watch everything in chronological order over a series of time. And it's kind of fun to do that. You know, it's one of those things where because there's so little to be excited about in modern day Lucasfilm, especially, except for things like The Mandalorian, mostly because of Jon Favreau. It's really, really fun to be able to kind of dive into these stories again. Right. And what's interesting, too, is that we were able to because my wife loves behind the scenes stuff. She's obsessed with learning how things work, how things get put together. So we actually watched a couple episodes of The Mandalorian behind the scenes and I, I always knew of some of the techniques that they use, especially with like having like the, the screens in the background, but I never actually watched the episode. Holy crap. The technological advancement that they had on that show was truly incredible. And so I was able to just appreciate it on a whole new level. Cause don't worry. I mean, I still have my issues with some of the episodes. Like we watched season, we, 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 we rewatched season one 
And I still have my same issues, especially with the Bryce Dallas Howard episode. I still love the Deborah Chow episodes. Like those episodes still hold up really, really well and were fantastic. Uh, the, the the Rick Famuia episodes also hold up really well, both in season one and two. I, I think he had the best episode of season two, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. And so I, I honestly just I love that so much. But this behind-the-scenes stuff made me appreciate it even more. But it's also just fun because now we're just diving in. She's seeing, she'll be seeing the Clone Wars series for the first time. So I'll be interested to get her take on it. Like after having seen all things in order and seeing it in that capacity, I don't know. Sounds like fun. I feel like Laura would really appreciate that because I know um, how much she enjoys, especially series like Rebels, for instance. So she'll be able to watch Rebels in continuity, and it'll make a little bit more sense. Um, but anyway, that was a long tangent. So in the end, though, I'm worried for the CGI that they use. I, as I said, I think that had they been trying to do something with practical effects, that could actually work out really cool. I don't know. That's just me. I mean, I'm the kind of person where I would, I would rather that story be told in that capacity. But obviously, they don't want to do that. Modern day filmmaking merits that they must use massive CGI and use massive sets. But I mean, they don't even use the massive sets anymore, really, unfortunately. All right? Again, most of it is completely CGI, and it's just uh, just not, not something that I'm a big fan of personally. So, um, I, I again, I, I plan to watch it, but I'm not going to go out of my way to a theater to watch it. I'm not going to be all that excited to watch it. And I'm on Team Godzilla, but at the end of the day, it's like, eh. It is what it is. There's, the Uncanny Valley is just too much for me. All right, let's see. Waiting for Nerdrotic Laura says, So I guess Interstellar is next, unless you know a better Nolan film to watch that after The Prestige. Oh, yeah. Um, if you've never seen Memento, I think Memento is another great Nolan film. Um, and let me try and think, because obviously my brain sometimes does not work uh, completely. So let me look up Christopher Nolan filmography real quick, just so that way I can kind of place um, where things are. And maybe give you a, like an order of his movies to watch uh, from the ones that I enjoy the most. So yeah, uh, I think that you know, Prestige obviously is fantastic. I, I'm assuming, I believe you've seen the entire Dark Knight trilogy because obviously Batman Begins, Dark you no, know, the uh, Dark Knight would be fantastic, would be great. Uh, Memento from 2000s, great. Insomnia is one that I have always heard great things about. I think I've seen it before, but I can't remember it. And I, so I feel like I need to see it again. So I don't want to say I've seen it if I can't really remember basic plot points from it. Uh, so it must mean that I just didn't watch it paying attention, I guess. Or it was just one of those days where I just wasn't taking it all in. So I would definitely go, you know, Insomnia is one, though, that many people always recommend. And so I'm just going to, by extension, uh, say the same thing, even though I still need to see it completely myself. Um, but as far as films that you've not seen, Interstellar, Interstellar or Memento, uh, Memento might be a better one because that's really kind of his first big film that he's known for. Uh, he did a film in 1998 called Following, which I, I've actually not heard of before. Um, let's see, it's a British independent neo-noir crime thriller written and directed. It's Nolan's debut feature. Wow. Oh, that's cool. It says scenes were heavily rehearsed so that just one or two takes were needed to economize 16 millimeter film stock. The production's great greatest expense, and for which Nolan was paying for he was paying for the film with his salary. Following was released by the Criterion Collection on Blu-ray and DVD North America in 2012. I never knew that existed. I I, I need to <laughs> I'm gonna write that down because that sounds fantastic. See, that gets me in the that gets the movie nerd in me. I love especially that's why I always respect Nolan as a filmmaker, because he's always been 
about film, right? He always uses film. His big push now, of course, has been IMAX, but you know, the 70 millimeter, but it honestly is something that's so refreshing because yeah, his films aren't perfect, especially more recent ones like Tenet. They had issues. I still liked it a lot, but the technical craft behind all of his projects are always something to behold. And so, man, 1998 following, I kind of actually say (laughs) I haven't seen it, but I would actually kind of put that up there too. Interstellar though, I will say is a great film. I enjoyed it better the second time than the first time. You might experience the same thing. Um, It's one of those movies where I was loving like 75% of it. And then in the movie, something happens that took me out of the film. And I was like, my like reality hit me. and I was like, Whoa, wait a minute. This doesn't make any sense. And that kind of just, you know, had me off kilter for the rest of the movie. But when I watched it a second time and knew that was going to happen, it wasn't as bad. It wasn't as jarring as it was that first time. But anyway, hopefully that answered the question. Um, I love talking about that kind of stuff. All right. Uh, I saw this had been from Father Christopher. Hail to you, Father Christopher Miller. Uh, He says, speaking of monkeys, uh, he wanted to know if I had ever read the article from the New York Post, which says, quote, target pulling products allegedly made with forced monkey labor. I didn't even know that was a thing. I had no idea that was a thing. (laughs) Uh, By the way, uh, Riff Magos, it says that you pledged $5 via Patreon. So thank you very much for that, good sir. Um, and let's see your Muslim uncle. Thank you very much for the $2 super chat. He says the price for a slice back in the day. Enjoy. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Not so much anymore. Unfortunately, man, talk about things I miss about New York. There are a lot of things. There are some other things that I don't miss as much and I would never want to live there full time. But one thing that I missed when I was in college, there was getting a nice New York pizza slice. Like there were amazing dollar pizza slice joints popping up. And man, oh man, it was not, it did not taste like a dollar pizza because it was the same size as a New York slice. Mm, so very good. But a dollar slice, that, that was, those were the days for me. Pat S, who's a member of the channel. Hail to you, Pat S. Tina B, of course. Glad to see her. CW Trixie here as well. We got the K-Man who says, cough, Godzilla's king, cough. Of course. Laura says, waiting for Nedronic to learn some punctuality lessons from Odin. Yeah, agreed. Gary could learn a lot from me when it comes to punctuality. When I say I'm going to start at 7, 99% of the time, I start right on time. Normally, when I start late, it's because of something out of my control, or it's because I've told you all that I needed to delay or cancel something. Uh, Alice McCarthy, who's a member, says, Howdy, Odin. How's it going? How's the pizza and Thor? I feel like you have that copy and paste it somewhere. Because <laughs> I always wonder, does he type all those O's every time? Or maybe does he have it saved somewhere? I don't know. Um, but no pizza since the weekend. Uh, but I think tomorrow on our calendar, pizza is on the menu. So Wednesday night, pizza night. We got Slicer Neons in the chat. Hail to you. We got that 70s rock fan who is now a member. Thank you very much for being a newer member on the channel. He says, hail chat. Hail to you. Good, sir. Glad to have you here. We got the new number two who says, good evening all, good evening to you. He's a member on the channel. Joseph Nash, hail to you, good sir. Glad to see you in the chat. Pat S., who's a member, says, yesterday on Az's birthday show, by the way, happy birthday to Az. Happy belated birthday. He said, the only person on Friday Night Tights he hasn't had a chance to work with outside of Fridays was Odin. Gary reminded him Odin has a day job, but for Az to still reach out. Yeah, dude, I would totally be down for doing something with Az, though it would have to be on his channel. And the only reason why is because, as you all know, I keep my channel, you know, very... (laughs) 
<laughs> when I say pristine, I don't mean it as an insult, but you all know I don't curse on my channel, and a lot of it has to do with, of course, my day job, and just wanting to make sure I keep everything very PG. And that's why my mods are fantastic and make sure the chat stays as PG, PG, PG-13 as possible uh, just for my for my own sake. So I'm totally down, though, to do a show with Az if he would ever have me on. But yeah, one, the time difference obviously is a big thing. And two, I do have a day job, which makes it trickier with that time dif- difference as well. But yeah, uh, I love Az. I think Az is hilarious. He is my spirit animal on Friday Night Tights. He it just makes the night so much, so much fun. Uh, as we go through everything. So, yeah. Shout out to Az. Heels versus Babyface. Uh, again, happy birthday to you, good sir. Let's see. That 70s Rock fan says, Just had my afternoon nap, nap so I am groovy. Ah, groovy, eh? ZK Man says, Hello. How's everyone doing? I'm doing just fine, K-Man. Hope you're doing well, as well. I hear that the mayor up there in Portland um, <laughs> maced somebody? Like, sprayed mace in someone's face because they had a camera and were asking him questions and didn't have a mask on? Oh, boy. Uh, Brian Bart says, have you seen Gone with the Wind? I have. It is fantastic. And no, I do not think it's an istophobe film. I think it is a film of its time about a specific time in history. And so, therefore, it's hard to really make that argument. Though, of course, as we all know, there are many people in modern-day Hollywood and media that will do everything they can to paint everything as offensive. Uh, but that film is fantastic. It is an all-time classic, and it's one of those films that, honestly, I don't think you really feel the length of. I honestly think that the the length is not felt, really. Uh, Tina B., who's, <laughs> who's, of course, the Empress of the Universe, says, Some uh, sounds like that stupid No Time Please Die is getting reshoots per Midnight's Edge After Dark. So, thanks to Tom. Why not just call it a day and write it off as a loser? Here's my thing, Tina. Why not just sell it? Again, I, I think that they were asking for what four hundred million or so, or maybe it was more. Was it that they were offered four hundred million and denied it, or was it that they, again, I can't remember quite exactly what happened, but it's like just offered at a cheaper price, get some money back. Because imagine this, right? The film cost what one fifty to two hundred million dollars to produce. I'm guessing. Take that. All right. Then with marketing, you have to multiply that by 1.5 is the typical standard, right? So you're looking at a film that costs probably somewhere between $250 and $350 million for production. If they just sold the rights to it or sold something and got maybe $300 to $325 million for it, to me that sounds kind of reasonable. I know that there are many people on the channel that would not think that, but to me that sounds kind of reasonable, right? They take a minor loss on it, but they get most of their money back. Instead, what it seems like they're doing is they're building up more interest. They're building up more spending for marketing. They're now apparently doing resuits, which means their production budget's going to even balloon further. And then all they're left with is a movie that in all likelihood is going to flop. Now, we don't know what the movie theater business and we don't know what movie box office is going to look like when it comes out in the fall. But things aren't looking very good, right? If the box office isn't turning around now it's not likely going to turn around anytime soon. When you have many people out there that are saying it's going to take years for us to get back to normal, here's the thing. I believe them. I think a lot of them that saying I think a lot of them that are saying that are evil people who believe in crazy controls, but I also believe that that's exactly either what they're going to allow to happen, have it take years for us to get back to normal, 
or at the very least have an impact to a point where movie theaters are going to be so incredibly negatively impacted. Anyway, uh, James, thank you very much for the $1 donation via Streamlabs. I always appreciate it. He says, hey, Odin, I'm probably going to watch the Lord of the Rings movie this year. Do you think it's worth to watch the Hobbit movies? My honest opinion, no. In my honest opinion, I don't think the Peter Jackson live-action Hobbit movies are worth watching. I don't think they're good. Lord of the Rings, very much worth watching, especially the extended editions, because there's just so much awesome goodness in those movies. The Hobbit, I don't think. If you're a major fan of Jackson or of Middle Earth, you might enjoy it. Again, there's parts of it I enjoy. I actually really like the beginning of the Hobbit movies. The problem is, is that they add way too much stuff that's not in the book. I understand a lot of it's still attached and mentioned in the appendices of the works of of Tolkien and all that kind of stuff. Again, I I get that, but it's not in the actual book. It's not in the book proper. And I think that there's some things they leave out that they had time to mention, but instead went off in random directions. And I honestly just think it was a, a waste of time for the most part. Having a small book broken up into three movies Um, was overkill. And I think Peter Jackson and the studios both played a role in that. And obviously more will try and blame the studio. But to me, I think that Jackson has enough pull in Hollywood and also had enough to do with those changes uh, to be critical of. So yeah, Lord of the Rings, that's fantastic. Definitely recommend watching that. I feel like that's definitely a series that's worth watching every year at least, especially the extended cuts. And when it comes to the Hobbit movies, I personally don't think they're worth it. But they, then again, you know, there there is something to be said about going back to Middle Earth, especially since you start off in the Shire and there's just something so comforting about the Shire. So it's really a personal decision on your part. All right, let's see. We got Matthew Hyland in the chat. John Connors in the chat as well. Thank you for being here. Also, I saw that Matt, uh, I saw that uh, Joseph Nash says that he respects me. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that respect, man. It means a lot. Mad respect back to you. All right, the chat has jumped on me like it always does. It looks like maybe some comments may have been skipped. Again, apologies. Let me head over to my DLive chat real quick to see if anyone has jumped in over there. We got Will Gentry in the chat. Hail to you. We got Captain Dean Heiss, who says, Thoughts on rumors of Fisney remaking the sequel trilogy. I don't buy it. I do not buy it. I I just, I, I don't know where people are getting that information from. I, I kind of question that validity because I feel like anyone that's still saying that, anyone that's saying that they're going to remake the sequel trilogy are the same people that either were saying or are still saying that Kathleen Kennedy is going to be fired. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. At this point, I just don't believe it. Uh, her contract was supposed to be up this year. Some, I think, said it was supposed to even be up recently, and she's still there. And there's thoughts that she will probably get re-upped for her contract or something like that. I just don't buy that anymore. And again, I'm not I'm not saying anyone saying these things is bad. I'm not I'm not saying anyone saying these things is lying. I'm just saying that the sources that are claiming this information, I, I just I don't trust those sources. I don't think there's anything there. And it really comes down to the fact that if I was Disney right now, why would I want to even acknowledge the sequel trilogy? Notice how they they barely ever even acknowledge it anymore, right? They've moved on, it seems, right? They're doing The Mandalorian. they got all these series lined up. They've got two movies that have nothing to do with what happened in those films, right? It seems to me that they are moving on. And so, therefore, I, I think that it's time for us as well 
to try and move on from these rumors until we can actually have some legitimate sources, like some legitimate news on this. I don't think it's worth talking about, to be perfectly honest. So I don't buy it. Uh, Daniel Thorne says, just finished watching Never Gonna Snow Again, the Polish entry for the 2021 Academy Awards, and it was pretty good. It's an interesting title. Yeah, I haven't heard of that myself. Obviously, I, I, I kind of zoned out of the Academy Awards a long time ago. I used to be so involved. I, I used to, I remember I would get up early morning when they would announce nominations and I was always so excited and thrilled to see if my favorite films got any love or recognition to see the snubs, to see the surprises, all that stuff. Don't care anymore. It's amazing how Hollywood very easily made me not care anymore about something that I used to love so much. And it is sad. It is definitely sad. All right, let's see. Cam Dean Heiss says, Your chat isn't PG-13. They allow one to two F-bombs you don't. <laughs> this is true. This is true. To be honest, I just... Here's the thing about the community. Honestly, I just feel like everyone here is just respectful. Like, you know, it's not even... I don't have to every stream say, please don't curse. It's just that naturally, y'all normally don't. Right? It, it's just like, I feel that... Obviously, I think that anyone who hosts a stream usually will set the mood. So if the person streaming is cursing like a sailor, I think you're more inclined to then curse. Whereas if someone is not, you're more inclined not to. It's just kind of this natural feeling that I get. It's like when you hang out with friends. You know, I typically don't curse in my everyday life. You know, when I'm angry and frustrated, obviously, right? We all we all fall prey to it, right? All of us are sinners as it is. But at the same time, if I'm with friends, and this is more so true when I was hanging out with people <laughs> before before the dark times where, you know, being an introvert meant I literally got to stay inside all the time. Um, when I would hang out with friends, especially high school friends, they would normally be those that would curse a lot. And so typically my conversation would fall closer to their style than, than what my typical style would be. And so I would curse more often. And as I got older, I, I was more aware of it and I tried to camp, you know, clamp down on that a bit. But I feel like it's the same also with streams too, right? If a stream has a lot of cursing in it, typical like, you know, Friday Night Tights, right? We have, you know, there's, there's no censorship when it comes to that. And so that's why I feel like in the chat, you usually have a lot more people using that kind of language. Even though we try and keep things, even in Friday Night Tights, we try and keep things, you know, as PG-13 as we can in the chat. But once the, anyone on the show starts doing it, it's like, well, we can't, you know, why would, why would we enforce that when we have people on the show doing it? You know, it, it makes no sense to, to limit that, you know? But yeah, Daniel Thorntown says, happy National Peanut Brittle Day, National Spouses Day, and National Plan for Vacation Day. Is every day a national something? Isn't it like Australia Day? Isn't it Australia Day? If it is, hail to all of my Aussie brethren out there. Happy Australia Day, if that is the case. I think it is. Will Gentry, thank you for the one ice cream donation means a lot. Will Jenny then says, you missed my ice cream super sticker on Sunday. Either that or I missed you noticing it one or the other. So here's the thing. When super stickers come in on YouTube through Streamlabs, it notifies me that money's been donated, but it doesn't tell me what it is. And so when I see that and I notice that there's no message, normally I'm like, okay, that must be a sticker. So I wait for it to show up in the chat. My guess is, is that because of the discussion, it got lost in the chat. And so I never got back to it. So shout out to you very much uh, for that. It was, yeah, a dollar 49. No, it was a euro 49, a pound 49. I don't know that nonsense. Uh, British 
uh, British pesos, uh, <laughs> whatever it might be. But thank you very much for that super super sticker on Friday and or on Sunday, and uh, apparently it was an ice cream. So I will say it again. Thank you for that dollar fifty ice cream super sticker. You're welcome. Will Ginger then says, "Before the dark times, before the Chinese Empire, <laughs> when was that not a thing?" Is the real question. <laughs> Captain Dean Heiss coming in right before I jump back to the YouTube chat with five. Ice cream donations. Thank you. Hope that was as good for you as it was for me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just glad that my voice can can take that today. Anyway, back to the YouTube chat. It's 702 in the YouTube chat. It's 727 in real life. I am 25 minutes behind. So please do not spam the chat with random comments. I will be getting to them as soon as I can. Rosie G12, who's a member, hail to you. Glad to see you in the chat. As always, uh, let's see the that seventies rock fan who's a member says the Wild Bunch is a great movie, a man's movie. Oh, that's saying something, good sir. Let's see, Tina B says Kevin, make me a Jebby night. <laughs> that's a reference to Sunday stream again. If you want to hear some great rants from Tina, always a fun time on those streams. As uh, <laughs> as someone said in the chat, you get a rant. You get a rant. Everyone gets a rant tonight. Uh, Joseph Nash says, you are a very funny and great family man. Much respect. Well, thank you, man. Dude, dude, don't, don't say that. Don't, don't, don't make me. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Uh, that animation, the animation commentator. Thank you very much for being here. Good, sir. He tied and says, howdy, Odin. Hail to you. Soul Assassin says, speaking of Sunday, have you seen Speed yet? I have not. It's on my list next to me. I need to get myself a copy. I'm pretty sure those are going to be pretty easy to get because uh, those tend to be on sale uh, for not a whole lot. I feel like those older films, but don't worry. It'll it'll be watched. It'll be seen, <laughs> but I definitely will be seeing Kung Fury first because one is 30 minutes and two, it's on YouTube. Um, <laughs> all right, let's see. Uh, Father Christopher Miller is a member and says, I think I'll pass on Kung Fury and watch FDR American Badass again. Okay, I remember Father telling me about that. Um, Please feel free to tell the chat what it's about. (laughs) Orange Chat says, you lost the movie blog, unsubbed. I mean, technically it's written into the name. OMB stands for Odin's movie blog, but um, I do also have a website dedicated very much to this so ombreviews.home.blog i should probably buy that domain i need to figure out how all that domain stuff works i just don't like how it's like you got to pay it every year it's like can i just like pay a one-time thing and just own it i don't know the internet is silly sometimes maybe if, if anyone knows more about that you can let me know uh the series rock band says the last of the mohicans one of the few ran- romance movies that i can stand ah very nice Pat S. says, maybe Odin hates Daniel Day-Lewis? No, that's not true. There will be blood is fantastic. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. I love Daniel Day-Lewis. Except in Phantom Thread, his last movie. Man, that was a terrible movie for him to leave the acting career behind. Uh, Rusty Shackleford, welcome to the chat. Glad to have you here. 
Um, alrighty. Just another red shirt in the chat. Hail to you, good sir. Glad to have you back as always. Eric K., who's a member, glad to have you back as well. Uh, that 70s Rock fan says, rewatching all the old Bond movie shows, uh, old Bond movies shows what you can do with fantastic sets, models, and physical stunts. Great example. Yeah. I was, we were talking just on Sunday about how I need to go back and, and finally watch the Bond films, right? I grew up with Pierce Brosnan as my Bond, so I've only seen all the way through in one sitting GoldenEye, all the films that Brosnan was in, and the Daniel Craig ones. I've not seen the originals. I have the entire collection, though. I was able to pick it up on sale um, over the past couple of months, and so I'm very excited to have them all. Uh, But yeah, definitely need to sit back and actually watch them. And yeah, I I think that movies at that time, especially, were much more focused on those types of sets and models and stunts. And I just think it works better. I really do. It it holds up too. Uh, Pat S says, "I love the Last of the Mohicans. If I ever have a son who becomes an army doctor, I'm going to name him Hawkeye." Nice. Eric K. Tag says, "When will we get the CGI? When will get the CGI Odin? Think of all the things you can. Oh, when will we get the CGI Odin? Think of all the things that you could do. What I need to do is I need to get in hot in contact with. Is it ju- no? Um. Oh my goodness. What is what's his channel name? Uh, Gundam. I need to get in contact with Gundam, and I need to somehow. I need to find out how to create that digital avatar. It <laughs> was so much fun. Uh, I was like, I think two or three Friday night tights ago. That was such a fun stream. Because you're right, there's so much you could do with it. Uh, CW Trixie says, thinking of watching the Ewok movies after Return of the Jedi. Probably not. I don't think anyone considers those canon even a little bit. So I, I think it's just going to be the official canon that's been established as far as like movies and shows go. I understand that that's definitely blasphemy because obviously the EU and, and my head canon is is much better than what we got in the films. But again, it just it's kind of cool just to sit through and watch it because I would love to have us read through all the novels, but there's so many novels that I haven't even read, and those take hours and hours and hours and hours. And uh, we're, we're, we like to watch shows and, and movies. Let's see. Thursday the Warrior is a member. It says, The Leather Stockings Pentology was by James Fem- uh, Fenimore Cooper in the 1820s. Last of the Mohicans was the second book. My father turned me on to them. They were very popular with youngsters in his time. Really interesting. Interesting that they made a movie about the second book. So I'm imagining the film has elements from several of the movies. Or did they just tell the story of the second book? Orange Hat Review says, Just be sure to show her only part of Season 7 of The Clone Wars before you show her Episode 3. Because the Ahsoka arc takes place during Episode 3. Even if they don't make time placement sense. Yeah, I mean... I, I could do that, but I, I honestly think that instead of making things more complicated, I'm, I'm just going to go through all the way, and then that connection can be made later on. I, I would just much rather watch them in order of release and timeline to the best of our ability, but yeah, if I'm having to get into like watching certain episodes at certain times without context, like without you know establishing characters and establishing things beforehand, um, I think that could be problematic. So I think I'm going to avoid that kind of specificity personally but thank you it's a, it's a good recommendation that 70s rock fan says inception i believe laura has seen inception that's why i didn't recommend that one uh Sasha neon's tag says considering we can use the disney trilogy now and hollyweird loves blatant cash grabs 
Uh, how has Spaceballs 2, the search for more money, not yet been greenlit? That's a great point, Slicer Neons. Um, I'm assuming it's because when we talk about the films of Mel Brooks, um, I don't know if he's, I mean, he's still kicking. He's still got a lot of life in him. I just don't know if he has enough in him for a, a full movie. And it wouldn't be right to have a film without him at the helm. So I sadly think that the time for what could have been that movie is is not now. Now, maybe they could do a short film. That could be fun. Let's see. Uh, Laura tagged and says, I actually never saw all of Batman Begins. Okay, well, then I would definitely recommend Batman Begins. I think it's an excellent origin story. Uh, let's see. That 70s fan tag says, Inception is the dog's bollocks in my top five of all time. Yeah, I'm actually, I was a fan of Inception for a long time. And then the more time that went on, the more I thought, the more I had discussions with friends about what actually happened. You know, was it a dream? Was it not a dream? I just started to notice more holes in the story. And it just made me enjoy the story so much less. So it's a movie I haven't seen in a very long time. It's probably been years since I've seen it. But I don't have a desire to see it, to be honest. So it's not a bad movie in any way. It's just when I look at the entire filmography of Nolan, there's so many other films I'd rather watch again or for the first time. Like, for instance, this film Following uh, that he did back in 98 with 16 millimeter cameras. Gosh, that's so cool. Nathan Slay... What's going on, good sir? He tags says, Howdy, Odin. I received the package of the Roger Moore Bond films, but it also came with something else, like another movie. What was it? I don't remember what it was, to be perfectly honest, Nathan Slay. I don't. Um, typically, what happens is when people win giveaways on the channel, I usually will have random other films just lying around, so I just throw them in. So I, I don't, at this point, I don't remember what extra film I put in there. Uh, so you have it in front of you, so you know exactly what the movie is. But it was meant to be there. Uh, again, I just threw some extra stuff in there sometimes. It happens. Uh, Sasha Neons, who is a member, says, You seen Corridor's Crew's newest videos on Mandalorian's effects and how to improve Luke in that shot? I haven't, but anything to improve that scene? Because I watched it again, and I because I knew it was coming, was able to enjoy all of the moments leading up to that face reveal, but the face reveal is still really bad. I- I'm sorry, people. I know that so many people are still excited by that. I can't get over how bad the CG is. I really can't. And again, the fact that people are still arguing that, oh, he was on set, and oh, it was motion capture, or when well, I was a motion capture, but oh, it was de-aging. No, it wasn't. Again, I know what de-aging is. All right, watch Ant-Man. That is de-aging. That's when the actor is there on set with things on their face and they're using the technology to de-age them. That's not what happened here. That was a completely CGI image of Luke Skywalker and it looks terrible. Again, you can enjoy it all you want. But man, oh man, especially when he starts talking. And by the way, I listened to it again. That's not Mark Hamill speaking. (laughs) It doesn't even sound like Mark Hamill. It doesn't even sound like young Mark Hamill. Uh, again, I was able to watch it again through a more critical lens, watch it more closely, and it's still bad CGI, and it doesn't sound like him. Very frustrating. And I know that I'm like, I know there's some people on my side with that, and there's others that aren't. I just, I just, I can't put my mind into the the mindset of those that enjoy. It. I just can't. I don't. I can't figure it out. Uh, Pat S, who's a member, says Memento and Looper are free on Amazon Prime right now. I would definitely recommend Memento over Looper. Um, uh, Looper definitely is a, is a time travel movie by Ryan Johnson. 
that has elements that are enjoyable. Specifically, Paul freaking Dano is in the movie. And yeah, I hate Ryan Johnson, but Paul freaking Dano is in it. And he's great in everything he does. So it's worth watching it just for his parts. Dion's in the chat. Hail to you, good sir. Riff Magos in the chat. Thank you for being here, good sir. Appreciate it. Um, let's see. That 70s rock fan who's a member says, I would love to have seen the never made The Texans, written by John Milius and directed by Sam Peckinpah. That film would have been drenched in testosterone. I never heard of it. Let's see. Nathan Slay tagged says, Memento and The Dark Knight and Batman Begins are Nolan's best films, with The Dark Knight being the ultimate best one. I still wish, I still wish to watch Insomnia. The Prestige and Interstellar. Watch The Prestige immediately. The Prestige, in my opinion, arguably is the best Nolan film. For me, it's very hard. As much as I love The Dark Knight, and I love that movie, Prestige takes the cake. Prestige is just such a well-written story. So beautifully shot. And again, I I honestly think it's Nolan's best, to be honest. Kara Tharp, thank you for becoming a member, Kara Tharp. I appreciate it. Thank you for becoming a member. <laughs> As the misspelled title goes, the Citizen of Asgardian. Thank you for joining at the Citizen of Asgardian level. I still need to fix that. Um, I keep saying it, and it never happens. But again, if you follow my channel, you know that that's sometimes just the way it goes. Oh, yeah, I need to watch that. Oh, yeah, I need to do that. Eventually, I get around to it, but sometimes it takes a while. <laughs> I remember Bruce sent me so many movies. And it took me forever to start watching them. And uh, and again, I did. Still still have some movies to watch, though. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Father Christopher Miller says, For those who want to see the article I just posted on Twitter and tagged Odin. Cool. There you go. Check it out on Twitter. Uh, Sajanian says, Those monkeys are not slaves. They are freedom-challenged prisoners with unpaid internships. And they're monkeys. <laughs> and they're non-humans still worthy of, of respect and not being abused but still forced labor but the same people saying that was forced labor are the same people that uh, would defend other actual forced labor going currently going on in China yeah that's the world we live in today though Thirsteenth Warrior, who's a member, says, Better get that monkey labor while you can. I saw a report that the world's banana crops are endangered. Soon there will be nothing left to entice the monkeys. God forbid we have a world with monkeys and no bananas. Mm -mm -mm. We are living in the darkest timeline if the banana <laughs> if the <laughs> if the banana supply is running out. Good lord. Good God, man. <laughs> oh, man. That's crazy. Alice McCarthy is a member tag that says, I typed it so much that Odin is a saved word in my phone. That's right. I forgot that you're one that types from your phone. And that's, again, the reason why we've got this code word right here. Odin question. You see right there, all one word, Odin question. If you type it, it'll highlight orange on my screen. It'll let me know you're trying to get my attention. And then I'll be able to read your comment or your question. You can also super chat or donate via Streamlabs. That is an option if you so choose. It'll get your comment read much quicker and also helps to support the channel. But you don't have to. Again, you can type Odin question, all one word. As it says, I do normally fall about 20 minutes behind. It's 7.15 in the chat right now. It's 7.42 in real life, so I'm still a little over 20 minutes behind. Um, but yeah, uh, that's one of the reasons why I have the code word Odin question and not the tag of the channel because I've noticed on phones 
when you try and tag the channel, you actually have to type it out, and it doesn't autofill like on Twitch and other platforms. Uh, and so Odin Question, I feel like, is a lot easier to type. And you don't have to put the at symbol either. Uh, let's see. That 70s rock fan says, What is your earliest memory of going to the cinema as a kid? Can you remember which movie it was? No, I can't. Uh, that I know for a fact. As a kid, I remember watching films at home. So there's memories I have of watching Pocahontas when I was sick from school. I remember watching Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen in, was it Double Double Toil and Trouble? Like, it was a movie in which they were in and there was witches and stuff. And um, man, oh man, terrible film. But I watched it when I was a kid, when I was sick. So I have memories like that. I remember getting home from Jurassic Park as a kid. So that that was when it first came out back in, what, 96 or earlier, maybe? Uh, when Jurassic Park come out. Don't tell me in the chat, people. All right. I know that y'all love to do that, but I, I'm going to look it up for myself. Uh, 93. So I have a memory. So I was five years old when that movie came out. So maybe when I was five or six, because obviously it maybe had been out in theaters for a bit. I remember I came home and threw up because I was so scared of, of the dinosaurs um, that were on screen because it was so realistic. Because again, they use what? Mostly animatronics. They use a good mix of animatronics and also CG, and it still holds up to this day because of that very reason. Um, so those are the earliest memories that I can think of off the top of my head. I can't remember what the first film was. My mom has like a baby book where like she collected all the things that happened early on, but even also later in life too. Like for instance, I wrote a story, fun fact about me. I wrote a story when I was in grammar school and we submitted it to, it was like the Reading Rainbow Contest. I won like an award in that and they actually aired my story on Reading Rainbow. Fun fact of the day, Odin has a story that aired Reading Rainbow. I don't remember what episode it was. Like I had the certificate somewhere in my parents' house um, and I haven't seen it myself because I missed the air date when it originally happened back in the, that would have been back in the 90s when that happened. Um, but yeah, it was a story about two alien races. One was an red alien race one was a green alien race and how they started off fighting but then a third colored alien race comes in and they come together to fight it something tells me that that story could not be told today <laughs> but the red and the green they they came together and uh and they fought against the other aliens uh, i need to find that Story time with Odin. I need to find that. Because my, my, my mom has the original story still saved somewhere in there. But I'm wondering if she also has my first movie uh, is what I was trying to say with that. It's a good question, though. Um, let's see. Waiting for Nerdrotic. Thank you for the two last. It's a super chat. She says, I saw Jaws when I was five. <laughs> well, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to put it this way. That's awesome. I would have been terrified. I saw Jaws when I was young. And ever since, I've been terrified of open water. I'm still, to this day, terrified of open water because I'm afraid I'm going to get eaten by a shark. My wife loves sharks, and she said, I always want to go diving with the sharks in the cage. And I'm like, no, 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 you can do that. I won't do that. And it's funny because when I was trying to, <laughs> when I was trying, when I first was dating her, and I was trying to impress her brother, they were at a beach, and I was, you know, they, they went out into the sea, into the Gulf of Mexico. And I was able to somehow raise up the courage to follow them into the waters. But I, the whole time I'm like, please don't eat me. <laughs> Cause I know it's irrational. It's an irrational fear. 
but it also comes from when I was a kid being in the Gulf of Mexico at one point because I was from Louisiana. And I remember at one point I got stung by a jellyfish. So I remember like I was in the water. I felt like a fish like swimming against my hand. But then all of a sudden I felt like massive pain. I ran out of the water and had just lines all over my hand, all over my arm because I got stung by a jellyfish. So I think that mixed with Jaws, open water that I can't see through, does not bode well for me at all. Um, but anyway, thank you for that super chat. Laura. Uh, let's see. Pat S., who's a member, says, We agreed no over-the-top seafood for Lent this year, so we did a dry run and got five happiness low main, no meat, and hot and sour soup. Best Chinese soup in New Orleans. Well, here's what's kind of cool. I'm assuming you said no over-the-top seafood, so are you not going to embrace the bishop's exception for things like gator? Because when I find that out, I've had, it's Drago's Gator uh, Tacos. Whoo, so good. Those are so delicious. Um, so if I was still there, I'd be getting it. But um, Tennessee's great because we got awesome barbecue and tons of other food options. But we don't get the seafood. We don't get the seafood like we do in New Orleans. And Lent is a great time to live in New Orleans because you got all those seafood options. Like you'll normally eat that throughout the re- you know throughout you know regular part of the year. All right, I was getting some notifications, so I was making sure that everything's going fine upstairs, and it is. All right, let us see. Back to the YouTube chat. Uh, JKDBuck76 says, It's Mrs. JKDBuck76's birthday as well. I baked her a strawberry rhubarb pie, her favorite. Ooh. Well, happy birthday to Mrs. JKDBuck76. Happy birthday to you. And um, not my cup of tea. I like the chocolate pies more so than any fruit pies. But if she likes it, that's awesome. Good job. 8-Bit Snake Boy in the chat. What's going on? Orthopedics, how's it going? There ain't no puppy in here. Yeah, no, no puppies in here with me tonight. <laughs> they're, they're up with mama. <laughs> Nathan Slade tagging says, Pulp Fiction or Shawshank Redemption definitely deserved Best Picture over Forrest Gump. Shawshank and Pulp are some great, some of the greatest movies ever made. Yeah, I mean, I, I like both of those movies. I think, personally, Shawshank is the best film ever made. Many argue that point. I think it's still, if I'm not mistaken, isn't it still number one on IMDb's Top 250? That thing has been up there forever. And I, I to be honest, I remember I used to, I used to live on the IMDb Top 250 page. And I'm assuming it's still good for the most part. But obviously, as we all know, IMDb has kind of like, you know, gone down the hill a little bit because isn't it owned by Amazon now? I think maybe, maybe not. Um, but yeah. IMDb Top 250 right now. These are the top films on that website. The Shawshank Redemption, Godfather, Godfather Part 2, The Dark Knight, 12 Angry Men. I think that's a solid top five list. If you've never seen any of those movies, watch them. Shawshank, I think, arguably is the best. Godfather Part 2, I actually think is better than Godfather Part 1, but right now they've got Godfather Part 1 before it in the number 2 slot and Part 2 in the number 3 slot. Both are solid, though. Dark Knight, of course, fantastic. 12 Angry Men, as you all know, is one of my top three favorite films of all time. The fact that it's still in the top five is amazing. I thought that that film, to be honest, was going to get dropped out pretty quickly. Still holding strong in that top five. You also have great films like Schindler's List, uh, Lord of the Rings Return of the King. Again, I would actually put Fellowship over Return of the King. I like Fellowship a lot more. But I think that 
most people look at that and say that's the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy that's taking up that number seven spot. And then you have films like Pulp Fiction, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. And then number 10, I, again, I think this list has changed a little bit since I last looked at it. Actually, at number 10 is Fellowship of the Ring. So you see, I would disagree. I would put Fellowship above Return of the King. So their top 10, and yeah, it looks like their top 15 even, is still pretty damn solid. They've got a solid list over there. It's when you start getting down a little bit lower, you start to see some films being thrown in that, that kind of bring up some questions. Like, for instance... This one is going to trigger Tina to no end. At number 30 on their list, Parasite. I agree with it because I think Parasite's fantastic, but I know Tina has a lot of words to say about the movie, but it's in at the number two slot. Um, and there's been some other films that have been added in more recently that I had issues with. Prestige, by the way, number 47 on that list. Um, oh, here's one issue I have. Casablanca. Getting another one of my top three favorites. 49 on the list. 49 on the list. I, I think that's ridiculous. Here we go. Hamilton. Yeah. The Disney production. Here's the thing with Hamilton. It was a filmed version of the stage show on Disney+. Plus. Hamilton's at 56. Hamilton's in at 56. You know what's underneath it? Raiders of the Lost Ark. According to IMDb, Hamilton is better than Raiders of the Lost Ark. See, that's when, when you start getting down, down the list, that's why I don't like the 250 list anymore. See, when you get to the top five, top 10, even like the top 20, all those movies are great. They all make sense. But the further you get down, you start to see, oh, this is where the wokeness has started to build in and make its way in. And man, oh man, you got, here's an issue I have. The Dark Knight Rises is in at number 71. That's a terrible movie. That shouldn't be on the top 250 list at any point. Ridiculous. Avengers Endgame, 76. Again, should not be on the list at all. And yet it is. Inglorious Bastards at 85, that I think should be higher. I'm trying to see if they have any other <laughs> of those like, wait, what? Why is this movie at this, at this point on this list? Toy Story 3 at uh, 111. I like Toy Story 3. I think it's a pretty damn good film. Uh, Incendies, my boy Denis Villeneuve. Fantastic film. That's in 114. That's actually a pretty good spot for it, I would say, because it's it's pretty damn good. Uh, again, I'm, I'm glossing over There's a lot of classics, really strong books, but even Green Book. I like Green Book. 126, top 250 of all time. I I, I don't know. I wouldn't put it there. I, I would not have it there. I, I don't I don't agree with that at all. Again, and I, I think that's a very good film, but I wouldn't put it at like the top films of all time. Wolf of Wall Street at 141, I would have that film higher, to be honest. Let's see what else we got. Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Again, I love the film. I think that was my favorite film of 2017, or it was one of my favorite films of 2017. 151, again, I don't know if I'd put it in the greatest of all time. Um, let's see. Warriors on the list. I actually like Warrior on that list. Warrior's fantastic. Klaus. Klaus is on that list for 2019. 166. So again, there's moments when they have great films in there. Here's a tragedy. This film, I'm pretty sure, used to be higher up on the list, but I imagine because of cancel culture, it is dropped. Gone with the Wind, 168. All those other films I just mentioned, they're above it. Gone with the Wind at 168. Again, I think cancel culture may have impacted that. Room with Brie Larson is at 177. Again, it's a good movie. 
Uh, I wouldn't say it's top 250 material. At least not that high. Prisoners is on the list, which I'm glad to see at 195. Soul, which just came out, it's at 199. Again, Soul's good. I, 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 don't, I wouldn't put it that high up. Ford v. Ferrari at 202. I think that one should be way higher, especially compared to some of those other films I've mentioned. Dead Poet Society should be higher. It's at 209. Stand By Me should be higher. That's at 211. Man, oh man. Logan's at 218. That should be much higher. Um, the Passion of Joan the Ark, that's for Tina. That's at 226. Again, all those other movies. Parasites at number 30. Joan of Arc, 226. I know that's going to make her mad. <laughs> Oh, man, oh, man. Let's see. The Help at 245. Again, I actually like The Help. Not top 250. Princess Bride at 248. Princess Bride's at the point where it could get bumped off at some point. Oh, man. And again, that's my justification as to why I've given up on the IMDb top 250 list, by the way. (laughs) But anyway. Uh... I love the movie we talked though. Tina B says, I think MGM was originally asking for 600 million and Netflix and Apple told them to pound sand. Nobody's going to see them cuck James Bond and destroy him. Think about that. $600 million. Yeah, I think that's way, way too much because they're not just making their money back. They're making mass profits on that too. Because remember, in a, theater, in a theatrical run, they're splitting profits with theaters. So, even a successful movie tends to make 50 to $150 million in net profit. That would be essentially like a $200 million guaranteed profit for them, more or less. So that's ridiculous. Yeah, that, that, that's insane. Of course, that's why they told him to pound Sam, because that, that's ridiculous. Uh, Thursday the Warrior, who's a member, says, the vaccines were supposed to save us, but there's a lot of people who are balking at taking it. No. Well, here's the thing. They don't stop transition. Like, this something has been confirmed. They don't stop the transmission of the virus. They help you fight against it. But guess what? We already got tons of other things that also help to fight against it. Ugh. Uh, Rosie12 says, read The Hobbit instead and read Lord of the Rings before you watch the movies. Yes, I would agree with that. Uh, if you want to, going back to James's comment, if you want to enjoy The Lord of the Rings, but you also want to enjoy The Hobbit, watch The Hobbit as well. Sorry, read The Hobbit as well. And if you want, listen to the audiobook. That's my recommended thing. Uh, Thirsty Warriors said that Lord of the Rings is worth reading every single year. Yeah, that's something that I know I need to work on myself. All right, so I think a lot of comments may have been skipped. Again, apologies if that is the case. It's 740 in the chat, so it may have skipped by 10 minutes or so. It's 757 where I am, so now I'm 17 minutes behind. But again, YouTube sucks and oftentimes has a has a major part of that. It's all on my uh, brother just sent me a brother just sent me a message. Trying to see what it's about. Oh no. Oh crap. Oh crap. Oh no. Just found out that someone at my old high school got accused of assault. He just retired too. God, I hate that. Anyway. Um, sorry about that, everybody. Let's get to the DLAV chat for a second. Uh, Will Gentry says, it will be $14 a year for a Wednesday address at random, as random as that. I bought one once for a drop shipping website. I made it a while ago. Okay, I'm sorry. That's about context. It's about the domain name. So $14 a year for the web address. 
um, as random as it is. He says he bought one once that he made a while ago. And it says, I can't remember where I bought the domain name, but I'm pretty sure that GoDaddy will be able to sell it to you. I mean, there's tons of sites. I think like there's a Gator one that offers it for a pretty decent price too, but... He then also says, FYI, you just swore the following word, bollocks, is a curse word. Just thought you might want to know. <laughs> Not really, though. That's in British speak, and British speak doesn't count. Um, Dean High says, my niece serves gator in her restaurant during Lent. It's delicious. Nice. Yeah, I've had fried gator before, and then I've also had gator tacos, and it's great. As Daniel Thorne says, YouTube sucks. It really, really sucks. Indeed, it does. All right, back over to my YouTube chat. Again, it is 741 in the chat. Again, sorry if any comments got skipped. JKDX76 says, My grandpa was Beavis and Butthead's neighbor Anderson. Really? Nice. Uh, James, I did get your super chat. Oh, thank you. Yes, I didn't read it, though. <laughs> sorry about that. Do you care for the Harry Potter movies? Thank James Dashay. Thank you so much for that. Again, apologies again uh, for skipping over it. Um, do I enjoy the Harry Potter films? I like them. They're fine. They're they're fine. I, I own all eight films because my wife is a huge Harry Potter fan, but she ultimately books way over the movies. But it's one of those things where, you know, those movies were coming out when I was getting into high school, like when I was starting high school. So I kind of grew up with those characters as, as they were coming out. So I have a connection for that very reason. Um, the movies are fine, though. Nathan Slay says, please do a review for Speed. Once you've watched it, I think you will give it an A. I might... Uh, give it an A, and I do plan to do a review. I still need to do a review for, because <laughs> I just saw this weekend, Waterworld for the first time in my life, uh, and it wasn't terrible. Just been a, just going to say that. Bruce says, I'm about to send you some more movies to watch and or give away. I'll let you know when I do. Nice, Bruce. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Jonathan, the red shirt tag, says, the world we live in today is Heinlein's crazy years. We just live in them. I don't get that reference, to be honest. Kara Tharp, who's a member, says, I like bananas. I do, too. It's the one and only fruit that I can eat, like, by itself without any special commendations. Uh, Pat S. then puts a bunch of the banana. <laughs> uh, that 70s rock band, the slightly less hot Olsen. <laughs> That's terrible. Father Christopher says, your kids, you kids with your Disney movies when you're home from school because you're sick. All I had was 7-Up and Bob Barker, and I liked it. Yeah, that's right. I grew up back in the day when I could turn on Disney or Nickelodeon and enjoy myself. Uh, Pat S. says, I give Kong Island two and a half bananas. <laughs> I think that's a fair score. <laughs> I might be like one and a half to two, but that's a, that's a fair score. Thirdly, the Warrior says, um, first movie for me, Snow White. My parents were concerned the evil witch stuff would freak me out. Little did they know I was made of sterner stuff. Nice, 13th Warrior. That's awesome. As Iron Vet comes in and says, darn, I'm old. Uh, let's see. Uh, Iceland or Eastland. Burkholder, welcome to the chat as well. Glad to see you here. Rosie G12 says, her early, earliest memory of going to the show, they were re-showing, excuse me, they were re-showing The Wizard of Oz at the show and my grandma took me. I buried my head in her arm every time the Wicked Witch came on screen. Oh, that's a great memory, though. That's a really great special memory. And um, I can understand it. Yeah. She was terrifying. She did a great job in that role. Um, Let's see. Pat S. says, I'm afraid of the movie Open Water. Yeah, I haven't watched it. <laughs> I think it's because, one, it's not my typical genre, but also, uh, no, thank you. 
Uh, Kara Tharp is a member says never seen Jaws I think it will give me nightmares it's a great movie don't get me wrong it's a fantastic movie nowadays I, again if I had seen it as an adult I think I'd be okay but when you watch it as a kid there's just something that it leaves with you Bruce says I painted Santa on a roof about to go down the chimney was in the hospital as a kid the hospital made it their official Christmas card we received boxes of them nice that's cool uh, Nathan Slade Tagna says, if I ever am in open water and I see a big fin coming out of the ocean, I will have a heart attack and panic. Ah, oh, yeah, me too. Eric K. Tagna says, you know if you get stung by a jellyfish, best thing to do is pee on it. I've heard this, and I believe that is true. And uh, at the time, I did not, though. <laughs> and my parents didn't say, hey, just pee on it. Uh, Thursday Warrior, I get very queasy feeling in any movie that they have shots from very high places looking down. Do you have vertigo, Thirteenth Warrior? Because that, that kind of reminds me a little bit of Vertigo. Even the movie. Father Christian Miller, good seafood doesn't seem very penitential. <laughs> That's a good point, Father. That is a very good point. <laughs> Maybe it's a good thing that I'm away from it again this year. Because last year was my first year apart, but it was also a weird one because COVID started. It was like, this brings the penitential season to a, a whole new level. Uh, Kara Tharp says, walleye... Walleye is awesome, especially in fish tacos. I've never had walleye. Is that a type of fish? I don't know my fish very well. And then they were saying IMDb is indeed owned by Amazon. Yeah, Rosie G12 says Shawshank is awesome and I can't stand Tim Robbins. That's how good the movie is that I can overlook that. Yeah, seriously. Uh, Tim Robbins is a person. It's terrible. But yeah, you're actually able to separate the art from the artist in that movie because it's just such a good movie. My name is Morgan Freeman. That's a shout out to John the Flick Flickinger, who does it better than anyone. Uh, ZK Man says, IMDb is Amazon because I had to use my Amazon account to get my IMDb page made. That's right. That's right. And then Thursday the Warrior is surprised by that saying, it is owned by Amazon. Is that why they have links to watch movies currently on Amazon Prime? What a scam. Yeah, it is. Dude, um, Amazon, man, screwed up not only IMDb, they also screwed up uh, Box Office Mojo. God, Box Office Mojo used to be the best site. I remember I was in college and I was in a class, I believe it was, there was a class I did on radio where we actually do, we had to do like a, a mock radio broadcast. That was so much fun. But there was a, a, it was either a class on that or it was a class on film. And we were told to use Box Office Mojo as a resource for looking up articles on, on news stories from the movies and obviously for box office information. I used that thing for years. I used it a lot in my early videos on the channel. All my box office breakdowns from years ago, look them up. I was using Box Office Mojo and it was great. And then all of a sudden, one day they changed the entire layout, totally new, new color scheme, and they ripped away so much functionality and put it behind a paywall, behind IMDb Pro. That's what Amazon does. They ruined it. And then some people started a project trying to bring back the old site and then it fell apart. And it's so sad because I was really hoping they could do it. Kara uh, Tharp who's a member, says, fish tacos is one of my favorite foods. I've never been a huge fan of fish tacos. I had them at one point when I was in California, but uh, I again, they were fine, but it was not something that I felt like I needed to get. That 70s Rock fan says, Hamilton is trash. Yeah, I mean, I've never seen it, so I honestly can't say for sure. To me, I just know that it's not my genre. I just know I don't like rap. Just not my thing. And so I, I just, no thank you. Tina B, oh boy, I think I I think I uh I hurt Tina here. She says, so wait, Hamilton 
and Parasite beat Raiders of the Lost Ark? How much did Disney and whoever owned Parasite pay to IMDb? It's a good question. <laughs> Though, to be honest, I would not be surprised if it's just that the clientele who use IMDb now are a lot more woke than what used to be on there. It used to be a lot even, more even, I would think. And uh, that's what happens. People leave those scores, and it's based on the scores. Mr. Roy, welcome, good sir. Glad to see you in the chat. Um, do, 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 do. Let's see. The new number two says Raiders should be in the top ten. I definitely think there's an argument to be ha- to be had there. Rosie twelve says, "Have you seen it happen one night? Not yet." Um, let's see. That seventies rock fan. IMDb are paid chills pretty much. Pat S says, "Is Shawshank number one or Godfather?" Shawshank on their list. It's Shawshank. In my opinion, I I, I I'm more likely to watch Shawshank again than Godfather though both are great. Father says, looking at the IMDb Top 250 list and can't believe it's a mad, mad, mad world isn't on it. Much better than Hamilton and with much more star power. Yeah, never seen that film myself, but um, have always heard that in discussions when talking about some of the greatest films ever made. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like, if you look up all the different films that you could ever think of and what movies are not on that list, it's just crazy. Uh, Greta Zenner, what's going on, Greta Zenner? How's it going? Let's see. Uh, and she would know this because she is much of a movie fan and buff as I am, and I'm sure she used to use IMDb a lot more than a lot more like I did too. And she says, "Gone with the Wind" at 168. It definitely dropped in that set. And again, I think a lot of that is because of cancel culture. I think that once all the controversy around the movie started coming out, people started to artificially lower the score of the movie, and it dropped on the list because of it. Yep. It's one of the downsides to things being run by uh, by crowds sometimes. Soul Assassin says, okay, you, Tina, and Steph, and Greta need to remake this list. Dude, I'm going to be honest right here. Greta and Tina, I've been saying this forever, need to, one, do a channel together, but two, imagine this. Tina and Greta come together, bringing their movie minds and movie history, so freaking much history between those two brains. And come up with an ultimate, like, even if it's small, like a top 10, top 20 list, it would be solid. I would, not even knowing the list right now, I would vouch for that list. So, Greta and Tina, if y'all get in contact with each other, and y'all can come up with like a top 20 list, or even like a top 10 list of the all-time greatest movies, to me, that would be a definitive list worth listening to. Plus, for Greta, that would make an excellent video for you to make, saying, here's my top 10 greatest of all time. I'm just saying... Put it out there. Uh, let's see. Nathan Slay Tanya says, is Jaws even on IMDb? What about Die Hard or Back to the Future? Back to the Future's on there. And the others, I'm assuming, would be on there too. But I honestly didn't look, to be honest. Uh, let's see. Rusty Shackle for Tanya says, where is Silence of the Lambs now? Um, again, at that time, because these comments are delayed, I, I don't have the list up anymore. So... Uh, Rosie12 says, is the Passion of the Christ on the list? Again, I don't have it up anymore. Sorry. Again, that's what happens when I fall behind. Uh, Thursday the Warrior says, Allons, Afans, de la Patrie, Le Jour de Gloria et Reve. Stirring scene in Casablanca, extra points if Odin sings. Yeah, I know the scene you're talking about. I just don't know that song. Like, I don't know the rhythm off the, off, uh, offhand. CNB says, the Passion of Joan of Arc has been discussed for the last, well, almost 100 years. Let's see where Parasite is in five years, even a year. I doubt anybody remembers Parasite now except us. Tina, that's actually a good point. And you know, I, I like Parasite. I think Parasite was a great film. I think it deserved uh, to win Best Picture. I thought it was fantastic. However, 
longevity, right? Films that we've talked about for a hundred years or so versus newer films. All those newer films that were I just mentioned on that list, most of them, most people I imagine will forget and 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 not talk about nearly as much. And that to me should be the the bigger standard there. That's why for me, list to I think a standard that should be set for a lot of these lists is a film cannot be added to this list until so many years have passed, right? I think that actually be would be a really good standard, right? To say you have to wait at least five years after a movie's release to consider it to be added to any list, right? And you can add it, you can you can say ten years for all I, you know. That to me would be fair. All right, chat has jumped on me like it always does. Uh, thank you everyone for being here. Please be sure to smash the like button. We got seventy people still watching. Thank you again for being here. Again, smash that like button, please. The chat has jumped on me again. Luckily, it looks like comments have not been skipped this time, which is fantastic. Um, but let me just find out where we got left off on the YouTube chat, and then we'll jump into... Uh, let's see. Oh, wait. Did people lose it? Did people lose the stream? I'm sorry about that, everybody. Don't know what happened. Uh, no drops on my end, so I'm guessing it must be a YouTube problem. Again, apologies if that happened to you. All right, back there. All right, let's jump over to DLive now. Um, let's see. Captain High says, Disney Plus is removing several classic movies from their kids section because they're racist. Thoughts? Yeah, I saw, I think Peter Pan was listed on that list. It's stupid. It, it's, it's them playing this stupid game of cancel culture nonsense, right, of, of PC culture. And what they could do is just keep it on there and let people make decisions for themselves. To me, if Disney said we're taking this off because no one's watching it because X, Y, and Z, I may not like it. I may not agree with it, but hey, you're removing it because it's taking up space on your servers and no one's watching it. Okay. But if you're, I'm going to proactively take this movie off no matter what the actual watch time or what the actual view count is on this movie this day this month this year because i know better than you that is ridiculous that is something i always will fight against because you're telling people how to live you are telling people what they can and cannot consume and all you're going to do is the opposite all you're going to do is push people to go and buy a complete unedited version on ebay from a used store or even brand new because here's the other thing disney's still selling it that's the hypocrisy of it all. And in the end, one could argue that they're doing this because they know that they're going to drive people to buy it. And many people will buy it new from them and then they'll still get the money on it. And then where is all of their honor? Where is all of their righteousness then when they're still profiting off of it? If it's really that bad, that's what I think about it. All right, back over to the YouTube chat. Um, we are at uh, an hour and 17 in. So maybe in about five-ish, ten minutes, five, five to ten minutes, it'll be members only, so just keep that in mind if you're not a member. Um, we're not there yet, but we're almost. All right, Nathan Slate Tadding says, what's the most rewatchable movie for you? All I can say is the movie I rewatch the most, and I rewatch It's a Wonderful Life every Christmas. I rewatch Serendipity every Christmas season two. Um, Adam's Family... And Adam's Family Values from the 90s. I, I would say both of those 
I watch those during Halloween. So those would be my answers. That, that, those are movies that I personally rewatch every year. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're, that they're the most rewatchable. A, a more recent movie, Guardians of the Galaxy is actually an incredibly rewatchable movie. That soundtrack is what you get you. Uh, George Morales is second. Thank you very much for being in the chat. Uh, let's see. Pat S., who's a member, says, Take heart, Odin. He's a great guy. Nonsense. What? What are you trying to say to me there? <laughs> Waiting waiting for Nerdrotic Laura says, You heard him, chat. We can curse in British. Yes. You can say things like poppycock. Poppycock. That's a reference to an excellent movie starring John Travolta called The Fanatic. It is the best worst movie of the last decade. It is this decade's version of The Room. You're welcome. Poppycock. Poppycock. Oh, I need to rewatch that movie again. I kind of want to make my wife watch it just to see what her reaction would be because it's that terrible, but in the best way possible. Kid Cassidy, thank you for tagging me, says, I'm curious if you've ever looked at the movie Top 1000. Lots of foreign films and independent films mingled with the mainstream. I've never even heard of movie. Let me duck, duck, go that real quick. By the way, I have now switched over my main browser to be Brave, uh, which is a privacy-focused uh, list and I have my standard search set to DuckDuckGo and man oh man I find there's definitely some quirks with it but for the most part I find things uh, much more quickly okay so let me do their top 10 because I do have some issues right away so their number one is The Godfather I think that's a solid number one choice their second one though is a 2019 movie Portrait of a Lady on Fire again that that has you know that has identity politics written all over it and especially it's a more modern film I, I again i have not seen it but something tells me that a 2019 film is not going to be better than some of the other films that are there seven samurais number three i think that's solid stalker from 1979 never heard of it before it's a tarvosky film 2001 a space odyssey at number five i think that's a top five movie um godfather part two number six again that makes sense to me persona from 1966 never heard of it pulp fiction uh, number eight, I think that's a solid choice. Apocalypse Now, number nine. Spirited Away, number ten. Uh, Doctor Strange Love, number eleven. Citizen Kane, number twelve. The Foreigner Blows. I have not seen that film, but again, it just doesn't seem like my type of film. I have seen Eight and a Half, though. I did not like Eight and a Half. That to me is pretentious garbage. So yeah, um, I'm gonna say no. I, I don't like that list. That's just me. I do like how it does have that independent foreign language film, but again, when a, 29, when a 2019 movie is in the top two, I don't know if I can trust it. Uh, Buck 76 the member, says, Harry Potter and J.K. Rowling have been canceled for the 80th time. They have a turf war on the left, not a turf war. Yeah, I've heard about that term and just, ah, so stupid. Megazord Jeremy Tag says, what would you do if Disney bought the rights to the room and cast Kristen Stewart to play Tommy Zoe? Um, It'd be funny. They wouldn't do it, though. It's not their style. And this lady says, I just realized that a lot of movies that I truly love are both in the top IMDb, except for Pulp Fiction, Shawshank Redemption, and The Dark Knight. Haven't seen Godfather or Lord of the Rings. Don't kill me. No, I, there's tons of movies that I've never seen, but I would say get on that. If you want to see some good films, that that top 10 to top 15, maybe 20 of IMDb's list is actually pretty solid uh, for good films. Rosie G12 says, Brits use the word see you next Tuesday in every speech like we say something like jerk. It's very startling to American ears. Oh, trust me, I know. 
I'm so glad that I know what See You Next Tuesday is all about now because that is totally welcome in the chat as long as you say it as See You Next Tuesday and not the actual word. See, Kara Tharp is a member, says, Love 90s Disney movies, my childhood. Damn right, my childhood too. The Hunger Chunger Funger Monger says, I only, the only movie I never finished is Ichi the Killer. I couldn't get past the torture scenes. Interesting. I've never heard of Ichi the Killer. Uh, JKDBuck76 says, Why pee on the jellyfish? No, you pee on where you got stung. <laughs> who's peeing on jelly? Who's, who's, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Old man Gary's going to come in here. Wait. Wait, 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 there's a jellyfish? What? Uh, let's see. Rosie Jewel says, LOL, walleye is a fish. I thought it was, but I'm not an expert, so that's why I didn't know. Slash Neon says, my earliest memory of movie going is Men in Black at the drive-in. Probably was supposed to be asleep for that. Yeah, um, I can remember seeing the original Men in Black in theaters. Not the earliest memory, though. Jacob 76 says, my favorite Tim Robbins movie moment when he got his head frozen in that one space movie. Wait, I'm, I'm kind of lost on that one. Sometimes context is important for me. Rosie G12 then says, let's see if Odin can crack the code. Wait, what? What code? What are you, what are you, what are you talking about? Thursday Warrior says, no vertigo, just acrophobia. But do I do when vis... No vertigo, just acrophobia. Okay. Uh, but what do I do when visiting new places? Go to the top of the World Trade Center, Sears Tower, St. Louis Arch, etc. I must not be very smart. Eh? <laughs> no, man, you're brave. As Rosie G12 and, and Stephanie B are, are doing something, it's like, well, I'm not spelling it out for him. What what are you what are you doing? What's going on? Uh Kitty Chow, welcome. Uh Mystic Thrones Moonlight, welcome. Says, currently watching The Karate Kid 2 right now. It's a good movie. It's definitely enjoyable. I thoroughly enjoy Karate Kid 1 and 2. And you know what? 3, as bad as it is, is still is still charmingly fun. Nathan Slay, Back to the Future should be in top 10 IMDb. I would agree with that. Bryant Barth is, says, I highly recommend The Wild Bunch and Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. Let's see. Nick Titanaries, what's going on? Welcome to the chat. Thirteenth Warrior says, IMDb Top 250. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Especially when you get later in the list. Megazord Jeremy Tang says, if the people who make Cobra Kai bought the rights to the Power Rangers, would that give new life to the franchise? Power Rangers with Cobra Kai type writing? It could, but Megazord Jeremy, I've made this point several times before. I don't care as much about Power Rangers as you do. <laughs> that hasn't changed. <laughs> All right, chat has jumped on me again. Let's jump over to DLive. Let's see. Uh, Will Gentry says, it's Aussies who say, uh, see you next Tuesday all the time, not us. To them, it's a term of endearment. Here, it's a very offensive word. We're innocent, I tell you. Innocent! You know that I don't trust anyone from the UK, Will Gentry. I don't trust your kind around here with your lockdowns and, and your funny speak. But I, I can confirm that. I've listened to some streams with <laughs> some Aussies. If you want some confirmation of that, look up my friend Lethal Lightning. He's a amazing and beautiful human being. But man, oh man, those conversations that those Aussies have. But don't act like, don't pretend like you are so innocent, Will Gentry, that you and your UK brethren don't use foul language. 
He says, you wound me, sir. You wound me. Well, too bad. Too bad. Too bad. So sad for you, good sir. <laughs> All right. Back over to YouTube. Uh, at 810 at YouTube. 822 in real life. So still about 12 minutes behind. Uh, Avid Snape Boy says, I don't remember the first movie I saw. I know it was Snow White, though, because my mother said I screamed the house down when the Wicked Witch poisoned Snow White. Oh, that's great. That's great. I'm going to have to definitely ask my mom if she has, like, our first ticket stub. Nathan Slay, both Ford v. Ferrari and 1917 will both hold up to be classics in the future. I wish one of those won Best Picture. I'm actually going to slightly disagree. I don't know if 1917 will hold up. I think it's a great film, for the record. I just, again, when it comes to modern-day filmmaking, it's just it's harder to tell. That's why I said I think there needs to be a rule of you have to wait five to ten years before you can add a newer film to any major list of best films. 40 Ferrari, I think, might fall into that same boat. But again, won't know. Tina B says the stream is fine. Glad to hear it, that it was only for some people. Tina B says, I think Peter Pan and Dumbo are still on Disney+, Plus, but they removed it from the kids section and dumped it into their adult movies. They were hiding it from view. Well, I'm going to tell you this. I was watching something with my wife the other day, and I remember I got pissed because we were watching like a classic movie, and all of a sudden, what pops up but a warning. This film portrays old and outdated and offensive portrayals of certain people. And I was just like, are you kidding me? We almost didn't watch the movie because I was so angry and frustrated by that. It's like, don't preach to me. Let me make my own decisions. I mean, at this point, who honestly is going to go in to those movies and think, that they, uh, who's going to watch them and not have seen it before? Like, I'm, it's an honest question. Anyone that's going to turn that movie on, typically, I would say, having even Disney Plus, you're going to have had some knowledge of that, right? Most people getting Disney Plus are probably adults who grew up with Disney or have seen all the Disney movies and remember all that stuff. Let them have the conversation with their kids. Don't parent our kids. Don't don't tell them your PC propaganda. Let us have those discussions if we want to. Ticks me off. Thirsty's Warrior. Hey, Disney, eat me, sauteed and barbecued. Oh, I need context on that song, dude. Pat S says, Top Odin, it's nonsense. What? Uh, Pat S then says, I like Duck, Duck, Go. I do too. You get, again, when you're looking for certain stories, especially in the news, you're more likely to get it because Google cannot uh, filter things like they normally do. Uh, Pat S says, when they redo the Disney Jungle Cruise, it should be remade as the last 30 minutes of Apocalypse Now. Kids would love it. <laughs> Megazord Jeremy, have a good one. He says, see you next Friday. Uh, Father Christopher Miller says, shame on you. I put see you next Thursday together. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. It's Tuesday, by the way, not Thursday. Father. <laughs> It took me a while to figure it out myself. My Valkyrie, I believe, had to explain it to me. And I'm like, oh, that's actually very clever. It's a very clever way of saying it without having to actually say it. Orange Review says, Odin, you need to go fishing up here. You can catch perch and walleye along with pike, trout, bullhead, and many other fish. It's fun in the Adirondacks. Much better than NYC. More beautiful, too. Well, here's the thing. One, I'm not big. Of, I'm not big. Of, I'm not that big of a fisher. Just not really my thing. Brother-in-law loves it. He is a major fisherman, so he would definitely take you up on that. Uh, however, I do want to travel to the Adirondacks because it just sounds beautiful. 
go camping or something. Like, aren't there like, can't you like camp inside the mountain because there's like, like cutouts of the mountain and you can use it as like a shelter or something. That's something I would like to do more so than fishing. I remember when I lived in New York, that's something that we talked about doing and we just never did, sadly. All right, Chad has jumped on me again. Let's go ahead and do go to... Uh, uh, we don't have too many comments, so we don't have to go to members only quite yet. Uh, Will Gentry... <laughs> Daniel Thor says, yeah, fishy, 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 fishy. All right, Pat S says, what is S-Y-N-T? Um... I, I, don't, I don't think you get it. I don't know if you're trolling or not. <laughs> Father Grizzly says, watch the boys. They throw that word around. Yes, they do. And the guy that throws it around the most is from the UK, from the UK, from the UK, Andy. Shout out to Andy from the UK, from the UK. He hasn't been around in a while, at least in my streams, but he's a good dude. Glad I was able to meet him at Star Wars Celebration a couple years ago. Can't believe it's been like a couple years since that. Man, time has just flown by. Pat asks, who's a member? My dad was Irish and a Marine and didn't say that word. Nice. Yeah, when I say UK, I don't mean the Irish. Ireland is not the UK, despite what people in Northern Ireland might think. Ireland is a whole different thing. Uh, Tina B says, Amazon flashed up a drug usage warning for the 1936 film Dodsworth. The drug use was alcohol and smoking cigarettes. I don't need them telling me their stupid warnings. Seriously. Yes. It's like, again, let me make my own decisions. I typically don't watch films that I have no idea, even the basic premise of what it's about or when it's set. Uh, JKBuck76 says, Modern Disney acts like older Disney made Frosty the Clan Man. <laughs> Calm down, Modern Disney. We know some of the old stuff is awful by today's standards. Yeah, seriously. Again, let us figure it out for ourselves and make our own decisions. Thursday Warrior says, Odin, 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 let let you make your own decisions. I say nay, nay. Trust our fact checkers. They exist to ensure that you make the right decisions. Yes, according to whom? Right decisions according to whom, I say. JKDBuck76 says, regarding Disney, we sit our kids down and explain that we're going to see things that aren't appropriate. Yes, yeah, seriously, we can make that decision because we can determine whether something is inappropriate or not. Like me personally, when I look at films like, for instance, Peter Pan, I, 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 again, I understand why a lot of the stuff that's being portrayed there isn't PC, but I don't see how that's going to harm my child or harm my child's perception of anything. I, I, I really honestly don't. Let's see. Uh, Nick Titaneri says, I did finish eating that large Hawaiian pizza in the end. It was yummy. I love making you squirm. Ew, Nick, get out of here with that nonsense. In this late, in Winter Soldier, when Nick Fury fakes his death on his gravestone is Ezekiel 25:17. I never got that. That's awesome. And I shall strike thee with furious anger. I need to watch that film again. Uh, Jakey by 76 says, when mushroom hunting, is it better to use a bow or a shotgun? Asking for a friend. <laughs> what? I wouldn't know. Orange Air Reviews, there are certain areas in the Adirondacks that has that kind of camping, yes, but if you ever do come up, swing by Tupper Lake, you can meet the Orange Chat, damn right, good sir. As soon as you mention Tupper Lake, I'm like, I've, I've sent several packages to that location. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, Mystic Throne says, I remember the first movie I watched with my dad in theaters was Aladdin. To say, to this day, both my dad and I enjoy watching that movie. That's awesome. Again, I love, that's why I love movies, because you can create such special memories because of those kinds of things. 
All right, members only now for the last few comments. Kara Tharp says, Minnesota land of 10,000 ice rinks. Really? Ooh, that sounds like fun. Uh, and then JKDBuck76 says, To understand Tenet, do I have to watch it backwards while listening to Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon for it to make sense? Yes. that That is a fact of life, and there's no way around it. All right, so that is going to be it for me tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. This was a fun show. I uh, hope that you all had a lot of fun. We talked about a lot of movies, a lot of lists. And then once again, Tina and Greta. Y'all need to come together, put your minds together, and create an ultimate top 20 list of all time. I think that it would be a beautiful thing. I think it would turn out very well. And it would be a definitive list that everyone could respect and everyone could utilize. Especially when we look at the crap that is the IMDb Top 250. Again, there's some good things in there. I think it's actually good to use it as like a skeleton, as like just the list of the movies that exist. But I'm sure there's a lot of movies on there that aren't even mentioned. And again, I'm sure you could cut out a lot of those movies to say, this shouldn't be in there. That would be awesome. So anyway, uh, shout out to the Valks, Tina and Steph. Uh, 70B, I see you, 70B. I bet you came in and when you said your hello, it got skipped. Shout out to 70B, who's always amazing. Um, And so... 70B, <laughs> she says, okay, I'll go fix my dinner and cry. 70B is in the list, okay, yes. So, the reason why I mentioned Tina and uh, Tina and Greta was because they're both just that those film historians. But Steph absolutely should be in the process too because she is going to bring down the hammer when needs to be done. She's going to say, we're going to get this done. She's going to do the work. Shout out to 70B. <laughs> She says, I'm going to take care of you, sweetie. Oh, it's being mean to you. No, 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 no. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Father then says, I know movie history. And see, now, see, this is what happens. Now, father's trying to get into it as well. Can't, I can't just give away ideas to everybody. Because, again, it was an idea. I'm not, I'm not running the show. So, you know, if, if Tina and Greta want to come together and, and Stephanie wants, if she can be invited too, that's fine. I, I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> and yes, Father, I know this. I know that you mo- know more than I do. Uh, I know that. On certain things, I bet there are some things I know that you don't, as I know there are plenty of things uh, that I don't. So, and I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, take care of that troll. You're banned, son. Get out of here with that nonsense. Uh, but anyway, you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Let me shout out some people real quick. So these are all of my, uh, these are all of my YouTube members who are at the Army of Asgard and Keeper of the Bifrost level. Says FCC 2014, Rosie G12, Andrew Hoyle, Eric K, Orange Chat Reviews, Adam Avery, The Bosco 2000, Twirly Wolf, Jay Stowe, and Aiden Vickery. You guys are all freaking fantastic. Thank you again for being here tonight. Shout out to the Valks, of course, Tina and Steph. Also, a huge shout out to uh, Laura. Uh, Ryan stole my fanfiction story slash waiting for Nerdrotic, the artist formerly known as Ryan stole my fanfiction story, for helping out earlier especially. Uh, seriously, you guys are awesome. Shout out to all the Chosen of Valhalla. Again, check out that live stream from yesterday. It was a ton of fun. Or from two days ago, it was a ton of fun. And we laughed a lot. And uh, again... It's been awesome. It's been fun. Make sure you go out and learn something. Create your own list, people. Right? Create your own list. 
make sure it's better than the IMDb Top 250. Anyway, that's it for me. You guys are awesome. Have a wonderful day, everybody. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge shout out to all of my January 2021 Patreon and Subscribestar members. Albertus Magnus, Ali C83, Andrew Hoyle, Animation Commentator, Brian P, Dion, Divex, Enrique Evangelista, Father Christopher Miller, Hail to you, Father, Father Damien Cook, Garrett Searles, The Hunky Chunky Funky Monkey, Inflamed Wood, Trap Productions, Jason Clark, Jacob Juice, Jay, Jeffrey Toon, Jonathan Garney, Laura Story, Mike Jackson, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mr. Peabody, and his beautiful twin with the beautiful hair, Orange Hat Reviews, On to June, Out of Step with Reality, Riff Magos, Rosetta Allen, Steve Glasker, Teresa Martin, Theodore Benden, Tina Bojan, and Tina B. Thank you very much for being my Patreon members. And also a huge shout out to my Subscribestar peeps. Stan for John B, Perpetual Punster, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, Darkstar57, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., US888209 Fast, Dean Heiss, J-Rod the Beer Guru, Nevananji Adams, and ZK Man. You guys are all freaking amazing. Thank you so very much for being supporters. If you want your name shouted out, please consider joining on Patreon, where for a dollar a month, you can get your name shouted out at the end of every single video and live stream. For $5 a month, you get access to that, and also you get access to exclusive giveaways, where I give away 4Ks, Blu-rays, digital codes, etc. $10 a month will get you all that, plus also access to a special podcast that I do with John the Flick Pick Flickinger. Lots of fun. We do Q&As from that as well, so you get access to asking those Q&As, asking us any wide variety of questions. And for $25 a month, you get all of that stuff, plus you get to be featured once a month on the Chosen of Valhalla live stream. And also, for that first month, you get a free t-shirt shipped anywhere throughout the world. So if you want to consider any of those things, please check out the links in the description below where you can find my Subscribestar and Patreon and also other ways to support the channel. You're all amazing and beautiful people. Have a wonderful day. And as always, God bless.